everyone and welcome back to the One Globe 360 podcast. Today is episode 7 of my Creator Now season 2 podcast series and I'm so excited to be joined by Hugo Garcia all the way from the US. On the path of an artist, perspective is what Hugo believes allows us a unique outlook. In the sharing of how we see the world, we create something new. And Hugo has always been most interested in human patterns and how they relate to human connection. While in its infancy, he would like to think he uses his YouTube channel to try to encourage internal reflection and explore better connections within friendships. And we connected through the Creator Now YouTube course run by Eric, who is one of YouTube's biggest growing creators. And we're going to be talking all about why we are chasing our dreams and decided to become a part of the Creator Now community, what travel means to us, tips for starting a YouTube channel, the world of content creators and how we think it will evolve, as well as the importance of mental health. So Hugo, thank you so much for coming on today's podcast episode. How are you doing? I'm doing great. Thank you for having me. It's a, it's really a, pr- a pleasure to speak with someone who's so well versed in, in, in travel and uh, as, as well as seeing so many things that you have seen. Yeah, amazing. Well, thank you so much for your time. It's going to be so cool to just get your insight on so many topic, topics. So we'll get straight into it. And the first question I want to ask is, what are your dreams and ambitions? And why did you choose Creator Now to help you follow your dreams? Definitely. So I would say that my hopes, dreams and ambitions are led by this one thought that I always come back to. And it's, it's, it's family. So in the future, I tend to think of things all along the lines of how will I be able to raise the best family that I can possibly raise in the future? And I know like 24 years old, like that's, it's, it's so, so much in the future, but at the end of the day, it kind of, it kind of leads everything because, uh, you know, a family done correctly, there's, there's no like right or wrong way, but in the, to set up in the best way possible, there's, there's financial, you know, financial goals. There's also, you want to have a story that you want to have the ability to tell your children and yeah. so they can be inspired later and uh, they will want to do something uh, because someone in their family did. And uh, yeah, just, you also want to be really good at something. And so that's where like video comes in. And, and at the end of the, at the end of the day, I can always tie all decisions back to, uh, will it be, good for raising a family in the future. Um, and uh, as as far for Creator Now being like a platform where a lot of these goals are have the ability to be tied back to me, it's um, Eric is actually a friend and we, we kind of came up uh, in the South as, as creatives who didn't have like a lot of people around and, and uh, we ended up connecting and so creator now for me was a way to support him because I, I know he just has this massive ability to just uh, create systems and anything he does, he does with full force. And, and so I, I definitely wanted to support. And I knew that any, any knowledge uh, that he was going to put into this course, uh, I knew it was going to come with like a lot of love and as well, like uh, a lot of structure and, and a lot of good stuff that would be able to apply for creators. Amazing. I didn't realize that that you've known Eric Eric for a long time. Talk, talk to me a bit more about that. How has that been for you to see him become one of YouTube's biggest growing creators, like I mentioned in the in the introduction? Yeah, it's, it's really wild, uh, just to talk about it just a little bit, but uh, it, it started for me, the, the success, I, I think it's interesting when you meet people and you, you kind of have a feeling that they are just, they are hungry. I mean, just hungry for life. That's the best way I can describe it. But 
he he back then we were both trying to do wedding companies like wedding film companies and so he he was very very focused on how to systemize it and how to build it into something that could be scalable and and in seeing how he was how he was operating how he was doing it was just like really interesting because you don't see a lot of like 21 22 uh year old just operating in that way and so yeah i was lucky enough to kind of um we our minds kind of um you know agreed on on things and and uh we just kind of like hit it off and and uh hung out anytime i would <laughs> when we first met um like it was actually through some friends some friends uh because i used to live in georgia but now i was going to school in mississippi but again just finding creatives was really tough to do in the area and so there was a a girl named Reed McGuire and she was friends with Eric and i saw that he was doing like film what what i was doing and so i reached out to him i was like hey man like what are uh you know what are you doing uh, what if i'm coming down to uh, the atlanta area would you be cool to kind of just hang out and and so we did the very first time we met we went up to this really cool like firehouse um kind of like lookout thing and um he let me crash at his place we like got donuts um and kind of stuff like that and so he's always been this like amiable like super personable individual um so it's it's been really cool to see the um, him kind of have the success that he definitely has has worked so hard for um and hopefully you know we'll uh, we'll be up there one day as well yeah amazing that's such a great story and it's so awesome that you clearly take a lot of inspiration from you know from your friend from Eric now and I'm also interested to find out who else do you take inspiration from, you know, from YouTube? Are there any particular creators that you watched, you know, regularly that you take inspiration from? Definitely. So I I would say first and foremost, outside of YouTube, because uh, I I think that there are a lot of principles that, you know, people just have uh, that can be applied to any area of life. And so I would say I take huge, huge inspiration from my uncle. He, um, like my mother and like the entire family came over, immigrated from from Mexico, and uh, this is a man who ditched ditched um, ditched college, you know, in order to pursue a dream. He was in his first week of of college, and he got an offer to start a restaurant with a partner, and he was like, "It has to happen, like now or never." And so he just went for it, and uh, thank thankfully it all worked out, and and he was just you know. Uh, an individual driven and excited for life. And, and most important of all, um, you know, having the ability to like reverse engineer something. And even if you don't know how to do something, um, having the ability to figure out how to do something is, is very powerful. But I would say the, the main characteristic that I take inspiration from my uncle is his storytelling. Mm-hmm. And that's something which Ellie, I'm sure you know, like is just super important in, in any creative industry, especially YouTube. And so, yeah, I mean, I would see him and how he interacted with people because at the end of the day, like the people that we're interacting with on YouTube and the people that we are performing for or entertaining or, you know, giving knowledge to, at the end of the day, they're just, you know, it's like flesh and bone and, and mind and heart, you know, it's just people. And I think uh, we can kind of forget that a little bit sometimes, but um, at the moment that when you remember, you just, uh, you start to focus a lot more on like, yeah, the storytelling, uh, it's important that we are able to evoke emotion and, and all those things. And, and so, yeah, I would say uh, my uncle Andreas is, is definitely a huge, huge inspiration. And, 
um, to translate that over into the digital space and like who I who I kind of like really admire on on YouTube itself. I would say that Casey Neistat is is of course like a huge huge creator. There's a guy named Matt Diavella I connect a lot with. Uh, you know, he's he's like more of like a calm, like self self uh, self help kind of like yeah. self actualization kind of channel. I love his content, Matt Matt Diavella. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I only recently discovered his channel over the last maybe yeah. three four months, but as soon as I saw one of his videos, I've just binge watched the re- like so many other of them because they're just really calming. He's got a very calming sense, and it's just. Yeah, he's a really cool guy. I would, yeah, I think he's his his style on YouTube is what YouTube needs. I think just sort of because YouTube could be so crazy and viral content and everything, and he sort yeah, of bri- yeah, exactly. he brings you sort of back down to earth, which I think is amazing. Um, and Casey as well. Casey Neistat is the reason I started watching YouTube. Yes. Like full stop. Like he's he's the first YouTuber I ever watched, and I was mesmerized by his content. Just he was he's he's changed YouTube. And I know he's not on YouTube as much anymore, but he has, he's left a legacy on YouTube because so many people I speak to, and when I ask them, oh, who inspires you? Who do you watch on YouTube? The majority say Casey Neistat. And that speaks for itself, doesn't it? In terms of the impact he's had on creators now. Exactly, exactly. And and I can't think of it off the top of my head, but another thing that um, I was kind of thinking when, when you think of inspiration, something I've been trying to apply myself is kind of to be a well-rounded to draw inspiration from a well-rounded like place. So I've been actually um, watching like a lot of like female creators and, and um, there's, there's this girl who I just like came across who's, uh, who's doing some like really cool things with like film and the way that she's doing it. I can't think of her name off the top top of my head, but um, yeah. Would you have any recommendations of any like female creators that are in the space that you kind of enjoy uh, again, that are kind of doing something maybe a little bit, a little different uh, outside of your typical, like bang, 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 like YouTube, like boom, boom, boom. Well, mm-hmm. one that comes to mind, and it links very much to travel, which is obviously like a big passion of mine, is um, Lexi Limitless. So I don't know if you know Thomas yes, from Yes, yes Theory. Yes. So his girlfriend, mm-hmm. Lexi, she was the youngest person, youngest female, the youngest person, I think even, to go to every country in the world, which is just amazing. And she's, I think she was 21, 22 when she managed to, to do it, which mm-hmm. is, blows my mind. Like it, it is incredible. Um, and her videos are so... It's like travel and educational at the same time in terms of she sort of really her storytelling is fantastic in terms of how she talks about the traveling she's done. Um, I mean, someone who's been to that many countries is going to have so many stories. So I think the way she sort of expresses those stories and communicates them to her audience through her storytelling is just amazing. Um, and she's a big inspiration of mine, someone who has visited all the countries in the world. It's a big dream of mine to be able to to do that. I'm quite a long way off, but um, if I can get anywhere close to, to visiting every country in the world, that'd be amazing. So I'd say someone like like Lexi, um, someone who's got storytelling as a big part of their channel. I think it's, it's, it's something that on Creator Now we talk about a lot, isn't it? Storytelling. And I know Hayden, Logan Paul's editor in the workshops he's done, talks a lot about storytelling and I feel like only recently I've realized the significance of that. And it makes me watch YouTube in a different way now. Now I know the importance of storytelling and mm-hmm. how creators do it. So yeah, I'd say Crazy, Lexi yeah. is a good example. Um, but there's just so many amazing creators out there. And even within Creator Now, like I'm so excited to see how people progress. Like there might be someone in season two that goes on to hit a million. Like that could be yeah. amazing. And I'll always remember, oh, I was in a community with them on, you know, back in you know, 2021, that would just be amazing. Um, and that sort of links to, to my next question, 
which is about the community of Creator Now. I, I just wanted to sort of hear your insight on sort of how amazing and how cool it is that this program, this community is global. It's worldwide. There are people from all across Europe. I mean, I'm in Barcelona right now. You're in the US. There are people, there was someone in South Africa who was on my podcast uh, yesterday. So this global community is amazing. And I just wondered sort of how's that been for you? It's been, it's been really, really interesting to, to see, again, with, with the whole interesting perspective and interest of, you know, why people do what they do, um, you know, getting to know just people around the world. It's, it's been really, really cool to see, like, you know, people from Asia, people from, like, you know, just even up in Canada, closer to me, and um, just in all, in all places of the world, like Latin America and everything, there's people everywhere here, which is so, so cool to see that YouTube is a platform that can bring all these people together and kind of that kind of do that for us. Um, and to take advantage of that is is definitely something that I've been kind of doing, just meeting people, like doing like smaller, smaller things for sure, like more like one-on-ones, uh, because I think that's where I thrive. I thrive in conversation with uh, with people like in, in a one-on-one setting because it's it's uh, it's a little bit more personable. It's a little bit more uh, enjoyable kind of like for me. And because when I was a kid, we moved around like um, probably definitely not as much as, as you did for sure, but uh, we moved around a little bit. And the thing is that uh, when that happens, uh, I feel like you you start to find you either uh, lean into that or you kind of like uh, become a little bit more removed from from situations. And uh, in my case, I, I kind of like leaned into that. And uh, you know, in, in making friends and, and meeting individuals, you, you start to think like how 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 can you do that quicker? How can you you know how can you make friends just in, in a in a better way? And uh, with that with that came. Uh, this like realization that at a very, very young age that people just want to feel understood, yeah. you know, like, and so it, that kind of ties into what you're doing, Ellie, because uh, I feel like if we were, let's say we're putting to this room, right? This room with like a hundred people and there's a competition of like, let's see who can befriend these people. Um, and everyone has, we have, you know, like we have five hours, like go. And guaranteed, you probably have the ability to befriend more of those people than, you know, probably 82.2% of the, the people um, out here. Why? Because you're able to relate with people in their cultures, in where they come from, in what they're doing. And that's just such a, such a really, really neat thing to have the ability to do, to truly understand somebody. Uh, because, you know, culture, where they come from, and the, the things that they do is, is so huge to being, like, understood. Yeah, I I couldn't agree more with what you've just said. And I feel so lucky in the traveling I've done so far that I feel like I now have more of an understanding of the world and different cultures, different ways of life, different languages, different food. I've been able to go to some incredibly just completely different countries to, to the UK, you know, where I where I come from. And that's a blessing for me. I'm so beyond grateful that I've had those experiences um, and travel is a big part of my life. And I hope it remains to be a big part of my life for, for you know for the future um and yeah i'd love to get to as close i think it's 195 countries in the world 195 and i'm, so I'm yeah it's crazy i'm a long way off but if i can get anywhere close over 100 and i'll be happy that would be amazing that would just be the biggest bucket list you know and i've got a big bucket list but at the top is just getting to as many as i can because that will then allow me just to have so many 
you know, eye-opening experiences and just meeting people, meeting local people. In my experience of travelling I've done so far, if you put yourself out there and just talk to people and understand their culture and understand how they live, it, it has a positive effect on your own life and how you live your life and you sort of, you reflect. And I think, you know, I've, I've been to some countries where, you know, for example, life is so different in, yeah. in terms of, like, they don't have all the materialistic possessions, for example, that... I might have at home or whatever and it really puts things into perspective that those things don't matter it's really mm-hmm. like just being a good person and uh yeah and just trying to be happy and doing whatever makes you happy um and I've really learned that from traveling so a lot of life lessons I feel like from being able to travel to different countries um and I hope that yeah I hope that continues um <laughs> but we'll move on to we'll move on to travel because I've got a few questions to to talk about um and i could talk all yeah. day about travel so i'll try and keep it brief yeah. um no, no no please please continue <laughs> i just wanted to ask first of all you know is travel a big part of your life and if so what inspires you to travel so travel is really interesting right uh, the main main you know, when people think of travel you obviously think of going and maybe taking a flight somewhere driving somewhere or something uh, travel has been very important. I've I've wanted to just you know see more and and understand more. Most of all, you know because again going back to it, I think it really does help you understand people. But when funds aren't available, um, I think there's there's other ways that you can travel as well. Um, and and try and like seeking to to speak to and and talk to people that you wouldn't um, maybe normally speak to um, in the sense of like let's say you know, instead of staying uh, in your in your school, maybe you like join some clubs outside within, in the city where there's the chance of meeting other people. I think that uh, people carry their, their country, their where they are from or um, within themselves, like in their heart. And so traveling to another country, like is obviously, you know, the, the main way to, you know, experience it in, a, in its fullness, but you can also travel like, you know, a few, maybe a few miles um, yeah. over in your city or something like that. But yeah, travel has been super, super, um, the, the more I can travel, the the better I, I want to experience like all these, like Tokyo is like a big place would be kind of cool uh, to experience like all of Latin America. In school, I, I picked up French because uh, I wanted to have the ability to, you know, um, like if they, if I go over to Morocco or up to Canada or to France, I would love to uh, continue with that in my pursuit of, you know, travel uh, for sure. But I think for me, travel is more so something that will be in the future. And so I think like I may be in a preparation stage. Um, of course, you can always, you know, travel to like another like state or something like this. Or, but um, yeah, I've been fortunate enough to go to like Puerto Rico, Costa Rica, like Hawaii was so amazing. I mean, the 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 people there are, are really cool. Um, hopefully tourists like are a little nicer and they pick up their trash and things like that because uh, I know they're hurting a little bit over there because of the tourism. But um, yeah, I mean, it's it's just, um, it's really cool to see that there's love everywhere, you know? And and I think I ask myself all the time, like how can I embody that as just like a human being and become a more, um, a more like amiable person, a more person that's in, in tune with themselves um, and kind of take, my mom always used to say that, everybody everybody has something good to offer and if you go into a conversation or if you meet somebody looking for that that's something that they have to offer that one piece of advice or that one um, little snippet of their life that really helps you 
uh, I think that's like a, a marvelous thing, something done with a lot of um, genuine intention. Yeah, I mean, definitely. Every every person you meet has a story. And I know when I did my gap year, I did lots of group trips. So I'd be in a group of people from all around the world. And I made sure throughout my time on the trips that I spoke to every single person and just found out about like their life and what they do and where they come from and the different things about their country that are different to where we were traveling. You know, I made a real effort because I was like, so like like you said, every person has something to offer and something right. different to what you might be like, what might be normal or what, you know, what it, whatever it may be. And um, yeah, I just think talking to people, um, especially from different backgrounds, different ways of life, different cultures, different languages, like you said, you mentioned, you know, you see language is quite an important thing because it might open up opportunities for you in different countries. For me, that's the same. I love learning languages as well. So um, I think it's so important to sort of, yeah, I mean, like I'm here in Barcelona um, and I'm, you know, I study Spanish at uni and um, yeah, hey. that's, that's allowed me to be able to, you know, communicate with people and um, yeah, it's just awesome. In terms of, if you could pinpoint your favourite part of travelling then, it's probably a, quite a difficult question. What would you say? Is it the people? Is it the culture? Is it the food? If you could just pick like one part of travelling. If I could pick one part of travelling... Uh, what would it be? I, I would say the stories, the stories that they do tell, because uh, you, you made a, an amazing point when, when around the world, people are a little less focused on the physical things. They're, they're more focused on, uh, they're a little bit more in tune with nature. They're a little bit more in tune with, uh, you know, just like energy and, and, uh, you know, the people around them. I think that they're, uh, they're very in tune. And so it's having the ability to talk to people that are like that, especially elders, man, they're, they're the best people to talk to, you know, just people who have lived life a little bit. And I would say, yeah, definitely the people in the form of, of their stories and, and the things that they do have to tell, because uh, I've always been so interested in what makes up like a good story. And I know we have like all these structures and things and, um like oh like act one act two act three like here's this and this and like but it, there's just something really special about you know hearing it from people who have never had the the thought of of like hey i want to be a good storyteller and instead people who just tell stories and are just good they can captivate you they draw you in and you're at, like you're at the edge of your seat and like you want to know like oh what's gonna happen what's gonna happen what's gonna happen and and uh and so yeah i've i've had the the luxury of, of meeting some of these like super just interesting people. Um, like in, in one of the upcoming videos uh, that I'll be releasing soon, uh, when we were in, we I went to Puerto Rico for the second time and there was a stranger who uh, allowed us to stay at his uh, at his place, you know, just like for no reason. I mean, he, he didn't have to or anything. And, and he ended up, he owned a, a winery um, and so it was really cool because we got a tour of it and everything, and it was really amazing. But the most amazing thing that I thought was that he, uh, in order to start this up, start this winery up with his his friend and partner, he had to make this huge sacrifice, right? And and uh, that sacrifice was like love. He had been uh, dating somebody for years, like four plus years, and uh, you know he had this dream and and just. Um, now wasn't the time to marry. And, and so he had to make a decision, like chase, chase the dream, chase this thing that he'd been always wanted for his life. Um, 
or you know or not and and so he had to leave everything behind and just and just go for it and so it was really really cool to see heartbreaking to hear you know that like when love is is um can't happen but yeah i mean just amazing when people pursue like their dreams and it, it truly is just inspiring and it's it's something that is like real you know it's not it doesn't come from like a director's like studio or or something like that it's it's something that's actually happening and and that's why whenever we can get that whole aspect of um you know truly truly storytelling in, in that way uh with with like truth um i think that's like the most powerful thing and so yeah like these people um just as i'm sure you have like these amazing stories as well and uh we'll definitely have to get into that at some at some other yeah. point uh but uh, yeah, I mean, I can't imagine what kind of stories, what kind of people like you've connected with, um, you know, what kind of minds you've yeah. had the ability to, to bump shoulders with. It's It's been over the last three years, three, four years is where I've done the most of my traveling. And I've now got friends all over the world. And for, I truly see that as a blessing um, because I just think being in your bubble where you live is great. And it's amazing with your family and friends, but if you don't push yourself outside of your comfort zone and look beyond, you just lose, well, you don't gain opportunities, you don't gain memories, new experiences. And for me, that's been something I've been really trying to push myself over the last couple of years is just get to know as many people, put myself out there, chat to people. You know, there's nothing better than just a good old conversation with someone, just like this now, like just connecting yeah, over, exactly. over Zoom, doing a podcast. Like this is awesome, you know? Yeah, just, it's like marvelous. <laughs> yeah, just connecting and just yeah, I feel like travel I, I has, what, you know. Yeah. Would you say that that's? Would you say that uh, as as technology improves, connection is kind of being, um, or l- let me ask you this: How do you think connection is changing? You know, with with the rise in technology, uh, like person to person connection, like. Uh, conversation to conversation speak how do you think that's like being molded it's a really good question because obviously as social media has become such a big part I mean social media consumes our lives it it consumes my life I spend too much time on my phone and I 100% admit that Mm -hmm. it has allowed connections and communication to expand like worldwide and for that I'm so grateful for that I could pick up the phone now or, or message someone in like on the other side of the world and that's amazing but I do think we've become a bit sort of less personal when like you actually are face to face with someone. I feel like people might be more awkward or don't really know quite what to say because we're so used just to messaging over like over social media on our phones. So I think there's pros and cons to the way we live our lives now in terms of connection. I think having social media and things like YouTube allows us allows us to connect with people globally, which is amazing. But I do think we've lost that connection in a way of being able to hold like a good conversation face-to-face with someone what do you think do you think like we've lost that connection a little bit because we're so reliant now on technology I think I think that I, w- I would say that as I as I step out into the world you know in in my day today and I see the, the next generation coming up and definitely I mean my brother's 17 years old so I have a firsthand um, kind of like view on on things I would say it's 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 diminishing in a way you know yeah definitely and um when when I see kind of things like that, uh, my my where my mind goes is is what can I do or or how can I help like that next generation because I don't think necessarily there's, there's no one's like at fault. It's just um, times change and, and yeah. with modernity, like it, it just uh, things things will evolve. And uh, I think that the next question to kind of keep in mind is how can we help the next generation become a little bit more personable and and kind of things like that. And so 
that that ties back a little bit into YouTube and like our channels and things and like you know what we choose to to promote and the messages and, and things like that. And so, um, yeah, if, if you were, let's say you had a, like a niece or nephew um, and, and you were trying to get them out there in the world a little bit more to be more personable um, and experience that because everything is like a muscle, right? We talk about how in, in, uh, in like creator now and, and, and YouTube, like how uploading is like so important and that's the only way we're going to get better. Right. Yeah. Um, like there are a lot of books, like um, there's a book called 92 Ways to Talk to Anyone. There's How to Win Friends and Influence People. There's like a lot of these like amazing books that I think uh, maybe, I mean, before I knew of those books, um, I didn't know, like I, I didn't know that those resources were out there. And so, yeah, maybe maybe one thing that um, I could probably say that I, I do is I, I kind of push this on like kids. Um, like, hey, like, oh, like, are, oh, you're reading like, Harry Potter, all these things. Oh, like, oh, what about these books? Like, I made my little brother read uh, read those two books that I was mentioning, and yeah. and he was he was like, whoa, like this is so different, and and now he's like applying some of the principles and things, and he'll go to people and just randomly talk to them, and it's the coolest thing to see because uh, they're our next, you know, they're they're the light, they're after after us, like there's like the next generation and the next generation, like, uh, and it's like, what are we doing to to kind of help them um, not lose or regain? Um, because every generation we, we just like, we have to be taught these things, right? We have to learn to walk, we have to learn to run and all these things. So, um, so maybe it's, it's the fact that, um, kids just are being taught a little later or not at all, you know, like how to flex the, the personable muscle. Um, and so, yeah. How would you say, like, if you had like a niece or nephew or something, like, how would you say you would help them, uh, kind of flex that muscle or, or be a little bit more personable or, or what? with your experience uh, mm-hmm. in travel and just uh, obviously you're an amazing conversationalist. I think, I think I would say don't underestimate the importance of a good conversation with someone, if that makes sense. Don't underestimate mm-hmm. talking to someone and learning about them because everyone's, everyone's had, everyone's full of life lessons, everyone's full of perspectives, everyone's full of opinions, whether they're different to one another, that's fine. But I would say mm-hmm. don't underestimate the power of having a conversation with someone and learning because we can all learn from one another. And I think what Creator Now has really shown is there's so much learning to be, to be met, to be done, you know, within the program and not even just with YouTube. I feel like just generally there's so much to learn from just talking to people. Um, and right. I feel like that happens better when it's more personable, you know, face to face rather than just over the, you know, over social media. So I would say, yeah, don't underestimate the importance of a good conversation. Um, but again, you know, it's difficult nowadays, isn't it? Because the, the, the right. generation sort of, I guess, younger than us, are, that's how they've been brought up with, right. with iPhones and social media. The new normal, yeah. Yeah, it's their normal. Whereas I'm really lucky. I didn't get my, I mean, I got Instagram at maybe 12, 13. And I guess that still sounds quite young, but I lived a lot of my childhood where I would be outside playing with my friends and I wouldn't be sat at home on my iPad or whatever. So I feel quite lucky. Um, but mm-hmm. I feel like it's educating them that actually you don't have to go through that option of um, staying at home and being on Instagram. You can actually, you know, go out and play sport or do something new, take yourself outside of your comfort zone, try a new hobby. Like I would say just a reminder that, you know, don't underestimate those things that we've all been lucky to to have a like when we were growing up um before the world of social right. media kind of went crazy i'd say yeah and i feel when when both of uh, the worlds meet whenever we're able to 
you know, kind of blend, infuse both of those worlds, it's, it's just for the better. Because like we said, like times are changing and they're evolving. Um, and it's this like metamorphosis, right? That yeah. of, of like, uh, in back in, in the day when our, like, or what our parents were there, they didn't have that, um, they didn't have the ability to talk to all these people and do all this, all these things. Um, and now we do. Um, and while our parents might be, have the ability to say like, oh, like we can talk to, oh, like back in the day or like, you know, all these things, like, I, I feel like there's, there's this world, um, in the super, super near future, you know, where again, where we fuse these two, um, two traits together and it's just going to be this amazing, amazing thing. And that's how like technology is changing. YouTube is changing. I mean, you, you see how like, you know, more and more creators are like hopping onto the platform and it, I think like it's such an amazing thing, um, to see these two worlds collide. Yeah. 100% and something I really I ask everyone and it's so interesting to hear everyone's perspective on this so I wanted to ask what advice would you give to someone who's just starting out on YouTube with zero subscribers something something I would say to someone who's at zero subscribers uh, that's a good question uh, I would say um, just uh, just create you know just create because at the end of the day uh, I know for myself, I started out and I'm, I'm still making that switch where it's it's definitely something to create a video for yourself and then uh, something totally different to create for for people because like there's an audience and like you have to tell a lot more information that than, um, than you would like if, if it's if it's you because you remember things and there are like things that you can recall on and, and information that you just have. But whenever you create for people, it's just completely different, you know, and so I would say kind of uh, know that there is that distinction and the quicker that you can figure that out, um, that you can create for for an audience, you know, making sure that you do tell this piece of uh, this piece of the story and this and this and and you and then also at the same time that you cut out a lot of the story too, because uh, when it comes to people, like there are a lot of things that we, because we have our own unique perspectives and our own personalities, there are things that we hold dear to our heart as interesting, right? But uh, you know, it may not be for someone else because they may not relate on the topic. Like, let's say uh, there's something about tennis in there and you talk about like, oh, like I hit the ball this way and then I did this and then I moved around like this. Oh, and then we scored. Uh, well, maybe all they care about is that you stepped onto the court and then that you won, you know, it's, yeah. it's kind of crazy. Um, to, but I would say, yeah, uh, that's to just create and have that in mind that there is a difference between creating for yourself and then also uh, creating for an audience. Yeah, there's definitely a difference between the two, isn't there? And I feel like as a creator, sometimes sometimes you can get caught up in like creating for like what you think your audience might like and everything. And then it might be content you don't actually enjoy making yourself. So it's figuring out that balance between creating content that you love creating, but also that will attract subscribers and views. And if that's obviously people, this links onto my next question actually, which is the idea of success. And I think success on YouTube is different for every single person it could be a thousand subscribers it could be a million subscribers it could just be some stranger commenting on your video saying hey this video made my day like this is so cool like that could be the success for someone and it's different for everyone so i mean first question what is success to you on youtube and second right. question what do you think you have to do to be successful on youtube so Success to me on YouTube uh, would be again. I, I I go back to my my guiding metrics of of you know of like a family in the future, and so I think it's really important to me to create something that I can be proud of and and show you know like kids in the future or or just people 
like, hey, this is something that I made, and and uh, it's it's something that was born from from good, um, you know. And and along with that, um, you know, at the end of the day, we are creatives, but we are also business um, like men and women. And so, financial success is something that can be measured, and it's something that can tell you, like, hey, you are doing uh, this right or this right or or not. You know, if you look at your bank account, you'll know if you're doing things right or not. Yeah. Um, but. But yeah, I would definitely say that that's how I measure success, you know, in, in making sure that I'm always, I am creating something that uh, is, is giving, evoking emotion to people, um, telling this kind of story. And, and again, the channel's definitely it's in, its, in its infancy, right? I think uh, I own a small um, freelance business in Nashville, Tennessee. And so uh, I, I, I really wanted to learn the, the technical aspects of things. And I went about it that way first. Uh, and now it's, again, like getting into the storytelling portion, but yeah, something that success is when, it, when finally people can come to me and say like, Hey, you, you told a good story. I think that that's going to be the best, the best like indicator of success for me um, is, is when, when I kind of like start, start to get that from, from humans, you know, like uh, people come up to me and tell me, Hey, like you were able to tell this like amazing story. I'll feel, I'll feel definitely like the, that itself, that in itself is, is success. Yeah. Amazing. I love that. And I, I'm, I'm very similar in that. I think for me, mm -hmm. the response I, success for me is the response I get from others in terms of if I've, if I, if they've, they've enjoyed watching my video and they have taken a message from it or they've been inspired to travel or whatever it may be from whatever content I'm making. I think the people are at the forefront of my idea of success and how people perceive my content and whether, like you said, if people enjoyed the storytelling or the editing or something I've tried to work hard on in a video and people liked it like people's comments and opinions I yeah I I, I, I was gonna say I, I take them on a lot but I don't mean that entirely in terms of I will like dictate my content to be what so many subscribers want what I mean by that is comments or like positive comments will mean they mean a lot to me um, and at the moment when I'm just sort of starting off you know even just in creator now I, I asked for some feedback from my recent video and the feedback was amazing and, and it was still saying, oh, you could try this or I'd change, I'd change this next time. And I love that. Like, tell me what I need to do better because that for me is so positive because it's I'm learning all the time. And I appreciate that feedback so much because it shows someone has taken time from their day to watch my video and tell me what I could improve on. Um, so yeah, I think for me, success relates to just people taking something from my content um, and hopefully putting a smile on their face. That's what I'd love to do at the end of the day. Like positivity is a big part of everything I'm doing with One Glow 360. And if I can be a source of positivity in, in some way, then um, that will make me, that'll make me really happy. Um, but I, what I also want to add, and I, I feel like we'll talk about this for a bit, of, quite a bit of time because there's so much to it is, the, op mm -hmm. the opportunities that you get now as a creator. So it's not just mm -hmm. pressing the upload button on YouTube now. It's a whole world of NFTs, YouTube, right. TikTok, boxing events. I just want to hear your insight on the opportunities that, that there are now as a creator. Yeah, I mean, definitely uh, to, to just begin with, when when you do choose to hop into this this world where you you can begin to build this like voice, begin to build just this, uh, this community, these, these people. Um, and you like, it, it's like, did you ever do a, a talent show when you were a kid? Um, I feel like I did. Yeah, I'm sure yeah. I did. Yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah. It's like, or just any, anything that, uh, you like jump up on a stage. And I just remember when I was like a kid, um, jumping up on, on, on the stage and, and performing like, uh, for, for talent show, for like a talent show. And like, you, you have to sign up and you have to do it. And once you do it, it's like really cool because, uh, you're like, parents are like staring at you or your, uh, your teachers and everything. And while, while it is nerve wracking, it's kind of like this like super cool experience that you only get if you jump into it. And, and so I would say it's, it allows you to further cultivate like your ideas and like what you have. I think it, it makes you think more as a person because you, you really have to sit and, and think to yourself, what, what message am I, am I trying to tell? Like, what am I trying to do with my life? Like, what, what am I trying to cultivate? And, and so that alone is just very, very rewarding. You know, if um, people don't necessarily have to, you know, have a, like a million subscribers or, or, um, you know, be making like thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars, like in brand deals um, to like want to jump into YouTube. But I, I think it's um, everyone should do it because you do have this extra like layer of like questioning, like what, what specifically, what am I trying to do? What am I trying to offer? Because we have a limited time here on, on planet earth. Right. And so um, if we spend most of our time just um, running around in the wild and just kind of like poking your head here and here and here and not really, not really knowing um, where the path leads or where even the path is, uh, you know, like it's, it's kind of, it's kind of wild, but yeah, I, I would say between that and, and um, you know, like obviously brands start to work with you and, and stuff like that. And I think that's like so massive, like, you know, you get to do what you love, the, the, the thing that you like grew up, like as a kid, just like yearning for and like, um, jumping for and and you get to do it for a living obviously it comes with like pressures of of like performing and and all these things and you have it's a lot of work it's a lot a lot of work um, but it just allows you this other um just like traveling right traveling will allow you to see other parts of your life that maybe you wouldn't you would have never seen if you would have traveled and so YouTube or, or the creator space in general is just another aspect of our life that we're able to uncover and like unravel you know um with without it you know you would never see that aspect of your life yeah i your your insight and perspective is so awesome like i i this is one of like one of my favorite podcast episodes i've ever done yeah, by the thank way because this is so awesome because your perspective is so unique and it's it's really cool because it's like i like the idea of like the like it's a, it's a layer of opportunity like youtube and everything it's like you can peel away at the onion think of like an onion right. you're peeling away and there's always an opportunity on like each like each layer and I think it's so exciting being a creator right now being on YouTube or social media whatever it may be TikTok I know everyone's trying to get onto TikTok nowadays yeah, but like yeah, yeah. it's so awesome there's something for everyone I think and I think it caters for all and I mean that's really awesome doesn't matter what content you create whether it's travel whether it's gaming whether it's vlogs whether it's you have a family channel whatever it may be youtube is for everyone um i think that's fantastic um it's it's really cool it's it's wild because uh, would you say that attention is the new currency like you know how there's like nfts and people talk about like all these new things but in a way uh i think that the future of how things are going in a way what would be super super cool if like if you could monetize attention because i think that in in the world that we live in today you know, we, the creators do get a lot of, um, uh, just a lot of, of the reward 
you know, there's mainly like two people. There's like YouTube gets a reward and then you get the reward and you hope that you bring something to the table for your audience in the sense that they'll feel something or they'll evoke. Yeah. But from a financial from a financial perspective and maybe, you know, I mean, there's people who just really need help in just other countries and things. And like uh, if there was a way to monetize to monetize attention or because I mean, I feel like it's already being done. You know, everyone's like fighting for people's attention. And I think attention if like. Uh, like if someone was to tell you, would you rather have like a hundred thousand dollars or a hundred thousand subscribers? It's like, you know, like you would rather have people's attention for the majority. I think people would say like, yeah, um, because like you can build, build things off of it and everything. But, but, uh, yeah, that's just, that's a, that's something I think about a lot. Like attention is being, um, it's, it's just being like turned into this like currency almost. And, and it's so wild. And I wonder like how, what's going to come from that? You know, like what, uh, in the future are people going to be able to, you know, in a way, make make a living just watching content. Um, is it is it going to be like critiquing content or something? It's just, but uh, yeah, I mean, attention attention is the new currency. <laughs> I love that. I think attention is so valuable. H- having someone's <laughs> attention on your content or your channel or even on just yourself, if you're talking, like attention is so valuable because it means they're really listening and they're taking in hopefully what you're saying and the message you're trying to sort of spread through a brand your brand or your channel your your video whatever it may be um so i don't think we should underestimate the importance of attention so i think you say it perfectly you know it's 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 a currency now the the idea of attention mm-hmm. and grabbing attention and keeping people's attention as well um but what we'll do we'll move on to the last topic i want to talk about which is mental health awesome. which is really really important to everything i'm doing with one globe 360 uh so i first wanted to ask you know how important to you is raising awareness for mental health and what what can we all do to help raise awareness? Right, amazing question. So I think for myself, and um, I might be wrong, I often am, but for myself, I come from a position of not necessarily spreading or like an awareness. I think for me, it's a lot of understanding. Like I, I seek to understand um, more and more of of the space because um, I don't I don't have any data. It'd be super interesting to like look at, but. Culturally, you know, mental health is like seen in many different ways, you know, like, um, I don't know if just through travels, if you can confirm that or it, it might be just a theory. Um, yeah, but. definitely. I think I haven't really, I guess, linked mental health and travel yet in terms of when I've been traveling, I haven't particularly spoken mm-hmm. to people about it or seen how it's perceived or talked about. But I think more and more as I travel in the future and now mental health is becoming a, a bigger conversation. People are talking about it. I think I'll right. soon have that crossover between travel and mental health and see how mental health is perceived in different countries around the world culturally, because like we've been saying this whole time, each country in the, around the world is so different in the way they perceive everything and their opinions of, of things and, and the ways of life. So it'd be really interesting to have those conversations the more I travel and really break down and see how mental health is perceived in a country. What's the, what do they have mental health charities? What's the government funding for mental health charities and mental health support? I think that would be really interesting as I can travel more in the future. Right, so you mentioned breaking it down. Um, and I think within my breakdown of uh, of mental health, it, it goes like this. There's like two things I think about um, now when I'm like gathering my thoughts. There's the, you know, your, your where you come from or what your culture is really, really, um, really has an impact and also your your finances like your level of finances and your where you land in the bracket uh i would say casey nice has an amazing video it's it's called money problems and everyone should go check it out because it's it's uh he, he pretty much says that you can't get to 
real problems unless you cover money problems first. And so I would say, you know, like mental health and issues are is like a real problem, you know? And so, um, but if you don't have, like, if you're worried about surviving, about like having a roof over your head and, and like, you can't like pay the bills and, and like your children are, are starving or things like that, like it's, it's a definitely a different world, you know? And it's one where you're not focusing on um, mental health because you have to focus on making it to the next day. And you almost like, it's almost like you can't, you know? Um, and it, it's just super interesting. I, I only speak on perspective and it's, it's, you know, it's just like all these are theories and just things I think of my head. But um, I know for my, my parents, like my mom used to tell us like stories about how like my grandma used to, uh, you know, serve dinner and, and then she would like nibble off the bones because I mean, it was just like, it was so, it was so tough in Mexico. Uh, they would use like cardboard as like uh, sandals and things. And it's just, uh, um, but culturally speaking, like whenever there were words like anxiety or depression or all these things, like it's not something that was publicized a lot. It's not something that um, was really, uh, I mean, we were thought to be like these like persevering individuals and like resilient individuals. Like if uh, like, oh, like anxiety would like, oh, no, 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 no. Or like depression or no, no, no. Like, so it, it wasn't even a topic of conversation when I was like, growing up. It was just, you have to be this tough, tough, like person that's like going through life. And, um, and it's interesting because that, that is the perspective that I was like raised with. And, and that's like, um, a perspective that I have embodied through throughout. And it's so interesting. And that's why I would say, um, when, when I've done like self-reflections and things like that, um, that's why I say my place uh, on the topic is definitely one of understanding. And so for the past few years, like any chance I get to talk to somebody about it and just like, because I, I, I'm definitely someone who seeks to understand. Like recently I spoke to, um, I spoke to like a nurse um, who, you know, has her, has her story. And uh, she was talking about how things like, there's a book called on spoons or, or something like that. It's like a spoons. Um, and what she was describing to me is, is like, you know, um, people who are feeling these things, it's like you start the day with a certain amount of spoons. Right. And every, everything you do takes like a, takes something. Um, like if, taking a shower, getting up uh, in the morning, like cooking your food, et cetera, et cetera. And by the end of the day, like maybe you needed like 20 spoons, but you only had 10. And it's just like yeah. very, very, very interesting. Uh, the more I learn about the topic, um, but I, I would I would take a, a jump and, and say that, yeah, I mean, your cultural, your, what, your, co your cultural, backgrounds as well as your financial backgrounds really affect a lot of like your perspective on um mental issues and and um mental health and yeah I, I think if everyone um it's like anything in life right like you really um you can benefit a lot from just seeking to understand mm -hmm. uh people and like how they feel and like having that empathy having that um you know that just connection with your fellow human being and your neighbor yeah i think it's it's just having open and honest conversations and just I just think being a good person like being there for your friends being there for your family they're the simple things I feel like sometimes with mental health people think oh I need to donate a hundred pounds to this charity but no, mm -hmm. no worries like if you haven't got a hundred pounds like it doesn't matter yeah. like just if you're just a good friend and you look out for one another that is so important you know and don't get me wrong donating to charities and stuff is, is really important it's right. amazing if you've got the money of course but I think don't underestimate the power of just, yeah, empathy, listening, being there to listen to your friends, your family, if they are struggling with something. And 
I'd love with, with what I'm with what I'm doing. One glow three sixty. If I can be a space where people feel comfortable to talk about mental health, then then that's amazing. And if I can be a source of positivity in any way at all, then again that makes me happy. So I think it's just you know, especially over the last year and a half with the pandemic, you know, we've all had our ups and downs with it. it doesn't matter what country you've been in. We've all been we've all had this collective life over the last year and a half of living in the pandemic with with COVID nineteen. So that's had its struggles in terms of people being isolated from family and friends and and that sort of thing. So I think more than ever, just having a conversation like we are now about mental health, about the topic, uh, right. you know, about how people are feeling is so important. And I hope for anyone listening, um, if, you know, go today and ask your friend how they're doing. If you haven't spoke to them, spoken to them in a while, reach out. Like, it's so important, you know, more now than ever, when we have been all so disconnected over the last 18 months because of the pandemic and because of of the lockdowns and everything. Um, so yeah, now more than ever, I think it's so important to be talking about, about this. Yeah, I, I agree. Definitely. It's, it's super important. And, and hopefully, yeah, people, we normalize that. We normalize just checking in with our friends and family more, uh, again, touching back on, on technology and how it's changing things. Um, you know, you know, what I think it's like so funny that people don't knock on your door anymore. Like if you go to your like friend's house or something, you like text them first or anything. Like we don't live in a world where you can just like go and visit somebody and like, uh, like you knock, you never hear that like a door knock, like that never happens anymore. Yeah. And so uh, if, if we can have those metaphorical door knocks more, um, you know, just like a call or just something unexpected and just, just kind of check on people. I think it'd be so, so cool to just normalize that, just checking in and yeah. uh, you know, spreading, spreading uh, love to the, those that, that you, uh, are around yeah a hundred percent amazing thank you so much for your time and your insight on everything this has been fantastic uh you know for a, a conversation about so many different topics i feel like we could talk for hours um but we've, we've kept <laughs> Thanks, it to, we've kept it to how long have we been going 53 minutes so this has been a fantastic Perfect. conversation how how can we well where can we find you on social media and on youtube yeah, of course. Uh, first, primarily YouTube. Yeah, just you can look up Hugh going up uh, as well as Instagram. Uh, and hopefully, if you like what you see, you can stick around for a little bit and, and uh, hang out with us and make more friends there on the channel. But uh, yeah, subscribe. Love, love it. Uh, like, comment. And uh, yeah, give, uh, give Ellie some love because she's, she's amazing for doing this kind of thing and just uh, taking the time to connect with individuals and, and pick people's brains. I think there's such a there's nowadays there's not really those uh, philosophers that we had back in the day, like professional thinkers, I would call them. And, um, and so I, anytime I, I get to, you know, talk to somebody who's, who's kind of like a professional thinker, which I, I would definitely call Ellie like a professional thinker. It's, it's so cool. It's like your modern day philosopher. And I think it's like such a marvelous thing. Thank you. Honestly, you're very kind. I really appreciate that. Um, and I really appreciate your time as well. Um, I can't wait for everyone to listen to this episode. So just, yeah, a massive thank you. Recording stopped.